afternoon. Welcome to the panel on RNZ National. Dr. Ella Henry and Mark Sainsbury with me this afternoon. It's lovely to be with you and uh, the show is all about you. So I do want to hear from you this afternoon how uh, everything is with you, uh, how this weather event is uh, impacting you and whanau. You can just get in touch with me. Text me 2101 anytime at all or you can email the panel at RNZ. Dot co. How are you faring? And to Hawke's Bay now, where it's been facing the brunt of Cyclone Gabrielle this afternoon. Evacuations and rescues are continuing in Esk Valley and flooding risk in Waipawa has triggered evacuations there. Residents around Omahu and Taradale have been evacuated after the level of the Tutakuri River and Ngaruroro River overflowed stop banks. And it was announced a couple of hours ago that parts of Waipokoro will be evacuated with us to give us an update this afternoon. Central Hawke's Bay Mayor Alex Walker is on the line. Kia ora, Alex. Kia ora, good afternoon. Nice to have you here. Do you have any update for us on the number of people that have had to evacuate? Uh, look, in, in my part of Hawke's Bay, in the southern part of Hawke's Bay, um, we've got a few hundred people that have had to evacuate. We're, we're probably looking after about 150 across a couple of centres just at the moment from Waipokoro and Waipawa, um, but there's quite a number further displaced in our rural areas as well. Um, so it is quite a few, but actually, um, you know, the, the um, what's happening in the Hastings and Napier area um, is also some large numbers. I can't... Um, I can't tell you what the numbers are up there, but um, with their communications issues, um, with power and and cell tower issues, it's it's making things a bit more difficult for them, and, and they've I, got lots of people moving. Yeah, sorry, Alex. Can I come to that attention first? Because you know, there's been so many thousands, and we're getting uh, messages too from people who have no power. Widespread power outages. Are you getting much information coming through from those areas that are cut off? Uh, so yeah, there are lots of um, people that are cut off from um, the power. And but what is forefront to emergency services at the moment is um, uh, people's lives. Um, they're our first paramount um, responsibility, and that's what we're focusing on at the moment: um, protecting people um, from floodwaters currently, um, and that's why people are being evacuated. Okay, all right, Ella Henry, let's bring you in. I, I just am so full of admiration for those people, not just the professionals, but also the community and volunteers who are working to support. I I, I look at the images and, and I'm literally stopped in my tracks thinking about the horrors associated with all of the help that's needed, not just now, but moving forward for our isolated, rural and most vulnerable communities. So, you know, all I can say is kia kaha for the amazing work that you and your team are doing. Oh, thank you. Look, there's a lot of heroes in our community um, uh, who are doing incredible things to look after each other and going above and beyond. I think about how our linesmen are trying to reinstate power and how our emergency services are rescuing people from roofs. And, uh, you know, they're doing incredible things. I've just been at an evacuation centre where the local New World supermarket has literally backed in a truck and just emptied crate loads of food into our evacuation centre. Uh, our people are good people. Yeah, it's it's a great reminder, Alan. Thank you for bringing that up. Those local heroes who are uh, don't often get the limelight, but uh, if you have your local hero that you want to give a um, bit of a shout out to this afternoon, please. The panel is uh, uh, as as for as good a forum as any to do that. You can text me two one zero one. Mark Sainsbury. Yeah, Alex. 
the power there, the situation, you, you're better off, I gather, than, than Napier Hastings, which seems to be blanketed out. Um, I've got lots of friends who live in your area, and, and I've been trying to ring them all today, and most phones, but I just got through literally during the news break to someone in Waipawa. So is there some people have been hit really hard, some people are, still have the services? Yeah, definitely. So, so we've been lucky in the Central Hawke's Bay area. Our power was reinstated um, earlier on today. Mostly we've still got pockets without it. Um, look, I think the communities uh, and as a group that are hardest hit right now uh, are probably the village of Porongaho at the coast and the township of Waipawa. We've got approximately half of Waipawa Township uh, is underwater where the Waipawa River has gone over the stop banks. Um, and so that's where the major effect is there. But look, we've got roads uh, destroyed all over our district. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, what's it like? Sorry, Mark, keep going. Sorry, I just, I just going to ask. You must sit there and you're watching the water creep up, bit by bit by bit, and you've got to decide when to when to pull the trigger. I just can't imagine what that must be like. Uh, it's very difficult to describe. Uh, it's nerve wracking. But do you know what the main thing is? is trusting your team and trusting mm. the process that you have in place. Um, and look, our civil defence teams across emergency services and um, our local council have been incredible over the last 24 hours, and I trust them implicitly, and, and they have really just held things together and made my job easy. Before you go, Alex, uh, Ruth is asking, can you ask about Te Awanga, please? Are they evacuating? Um uh, you need to follow the instructions of the Hawke's Bay Civil Defence Emergency Management Group on that. Um, I couldn't tell you what the most up-to-date is on mm-hmm. that, um, but I do know quite a number of people have been evacuated in that area, but please go to Hawke's Bay Civil Defence Emergency Management Group on Facebook. Great stuff, Alex. Kira, thank you for your time. Um, stay well. Uh, that's Alex Walker, the Central Hawke's Bay Mayor. Uh, in news to hand, uh, just on the RNZ blog, by the way, which you can follow, uh, Mungafai and Langs Beach, just north of Walkworth and Kaipara, a cut-off with access roads closed or blocked due to slips. And residents at Langs Beach say a car park has been washed away. Uh, so uh, your eyes and ears very valuable this afternoon. You can text me 2101. And by the way, thank you for uh, your shout-outs. It is Valentine's Day as well. Not forgetting that. A bit of a silver lining. We all need those. Um, someone says, I want to shout out my ex who's letting me stay at his house while the power's cut at my flat so I can work from home. Thank you, Nick, for being patient and making space for yours Truly. Uh, well, with us now in Hastings is Yvonne Lorcan, who's had now no power or internet for a long time. I think Yvonne can hear us. Are you there, Yvonne? Kia ora, Wallace. Yes, I can hear you. Oh, fantastic. I think you said <laughs> earlier that um, you were just really surprised to hear someone at the end of her phone. <laughs> yeah, it's been a day. Um, it, we, do, we still don't have any, any power where we are in central Hastings in the uh, suburb of Mahora. Um, our power went out at about four in the morning, but the opposite side of the street had theirs, but then theirs went out, and then hours and hours and hours without power. And we know that some people in the area have got power on and off sporadically. We haven't. Cell phones and well, all, all of the telephones were out for you know most of the day, but... I, I've been getting these little pockets of connectivity, so I'm kind of using them where I can, but um makes things pretty tricky. Um, 
you know, trying to access, uh, you know, the internet or, or yeah. um, answering people's emails and, and we won't, doing all that stuff. You know? We won't keep you too long because I know no, that you've had to, uh, you've had yeah. to sort of go in the car and actually mm. um, drum up some battery life for this um, small phone call. But yeah. it just goes <laughs> to show, I guess, the um, uh, actually another frightening aspect of this weather event is actually no connectivity. Yeah, that's right. And um, it makes you feel really vulnerable. And, yeah. um, you know, you, you, we heard all the warnings and things yesterday and we thought, OK, we're fine. We're, you know, we've got, I've got the, the uh, wheelbarrow out there getting fresh water. I've got the bath full of water. I've got, we've got food and all that kind of stuff. But then all of a sudden it's like you can't call anybody and you can't jump in the car and just tootle across town to go and check on your, your parents or your, your friends or anything because it's dangerous. And, um, yeah, it's just really... Um, really hard and, and even just checking emergency sites and things online you can't do that when there's no no power or um, cell phone to um, connect to yeah. your hotspots and all that kind of stuff so but you know hey we're, I'm in you know the middle of Hastings and it's kind of odd because um, you know one minute it'll be hosing down with rain and then the next minute it'll be calm and fine and then it'll be drizzling and then it'll be hosing down with rain and one minute it's quiet, the next minute you've got helicopters roaring across the skies and people's car alarms and business alarms going off because the power's gone out and, or, you know, coming on and off and there's earth-moving equipment and stuff, you know, off in the distance and chainsaws and things and it's just surreal. And But, you know, that's nothing compared to, you know, what, um, you know, what... what um, the folk and my friends and that out in, in the Esk Valley and Eskdale, um, Awatoto and um, Furunaki and all of those areas are dealing with, you know, the people on the Tiawonga coast and Ocean Beach, Waimarama Beach, um, you know, the yeah. people in Central Hawke's Bay. It's um, crazy. Yvonne, thank you for being with us and uh, wasting two minutes of battery time just for the panel. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right, that's Von Lawkins in Hastings here. 20 past four. Your local hero. Wonderful um, feedback coming through. Local hero. To Dave, 82 years old, for cleaning up the calvert at the bottom of Kiwi Road, Devonport. 20 past four. A national state of emergency has been declared and in place as Cyclone Gabrielle has slammed the North Island, causing flooding, damage and evacuations. The declaration will apply to the six regions that have already been declared a local state of emergency. Northland, Auckland, Tarawhiti, Bay of Plenty, Waikato, Hawke's Bay and extended to cover Taradua. The The last national emergency was the COVID-19 pandemic in 2020. Before that, the Canterbury earthquakes. With us is Professor John Hopkins, Director of LEAD Institute of Law, Emergencies and Disasters at Canterbury University. Professor Hopkins, welcome. Uh, Hi, nice to talk to you. Doesn't happen very often, does it? Just the third time in our history it's happened. Yes, um, there's a number of reasons for that. Um, politically, governments don't like declaring states of emergency. I think it uh, creates a, a bad look for New Zealand. Um, and uh, they, it's, it's mostly these things hopefully can be dealt with um, internally without, without going to the extra powers that the national state of emergency requires. Is there a danger that it encroaches on local decision-making? Is there a, a danger perhaps of micromanagement? I think it's unlikely through a state of emergency declaration. Remember, this only um, uh, this is a, a week, um, it, it's, and then you can extend it, obviously, for a week at a time. And previously, we've seen both with COVID and with Canterbury that the, the governments are actually 
un, un, um, they, were, they didn't like extending the emergency too much. I think the danger might come, as we saw in both those examples, if the government feels that the powers that it has under the Civil Defence and Emergency Management Act are insufficient and it doesn't want to have a long-term emergency. And then, of course, our tradition has been for creating uh, acts on the fly, um, which have, of course, been problematic in the past. All right, Ella. Well, the first thing I have to say is thank you very much for making this a topic for this afternoon because these were things I did not know about. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, the term civil emergency and national emergency yeah. have been bandied about in the yes. last few weeks. And I think I'm smart, but I was actually incredibly ignorant about this and I've mm. learned so much. So thank you for bringing it to my attention <laughs> because these are important things to know about. Who's in charge when, you know, when it all goes to custard, it's quite nice to know who to listen to. So thank you. Professor Hopkins, what are those problems you talked about in the past? Well, we had it, uh, um, you'll remember that the, the, the COVID Act that was passed uh, midway through the pandemic, well, two things happened, of course. The state, the, the, the powers that were used by the government um, once they'd stopped the state of emergency for the original lockdown proved to be a prob- problem, as they were challenged before the courts and at least as, as parts of it were found to be uh, unlawful. And then if we remember back to Canterbury, where the um, state of emergency ended and Sarah was, of course, introduced. And um, Sarah, of course, was a controversial piece of legislation and led to some decisions that I think local people in Christchurch were, were less than happy with. Now, some so have... Who, yeah, keep going, Mark. I was going to say, who is in charge then right now under the state of emergency? Who's mm-hmm. calling the shots? So technically, under the under the Act, it's the Director of Civil Defence, although that can be delegated to a national controller. Now, I'm not entirely on top of what's happening at the, this moment, but I think it's still the Director of Civil Defence. But as I say, that can be delegated down to somebody to control the operation. So that's the, the person in charge. And what the what the the declaration does, it gives them the power to basically order um, any aspect of the the government's um, apparatus to assist in the emergency. Uh, so, so that's nationally, and that includes the armed forces. Um, although they're restrained on what they can do under the, um, the uh, Defence Act, so um, that's quite constrained as to what they can do. It can only help you know, uh, civil, civilian assistance, etc. Um, and it also does give some specific powers to the director, to, uh, which will apply in the areas that it's, uh, it's um, enforced to, for example, close roads, uh, requisition vehicles, um, even break into vehicles and force them to be removed. These powers actually already existed though in the local, uh, under the, the local state of emergency. So it just coordinate it, coordinates it, excuse me, uh, under one person. Very good, uh, John Kiora. Thank you very much uh, for your time there. Uh, now, just an update from the Hawke's Bay Civil Defence Emergency Management Group. Uh, people are coming through that saying saying that uh, radio is their only lifeline because there is no uh, connectivity. We're talking about that very soon. Goodness gracious. Um, so an update uh, as of 4pm, uh, Taradale, Jervois Town and Meany residents can now return home it is safe to do so. Uh, Wahuki uh, Omahu residents should evacuate immediately. This is 4pm. Uh, 
uh, today. If you are in this evacuation zone, go immediately to the nearest hill, take a grab bag and animal uh, and animals. The Tutakori River level has dropped, meaning the flooding alert has been lifted. Taradale and many residents evacuated earlier today because of the risk can now return home. I'm just reading this because uh, radio is their one uh, lifeline here. If possible, stay with family and friends. Check that your evacuation route is safe. Check the Waka Kotahi website for road closures. Of course, you probably can't do that, can you? Um, additional welfare centres are being reopened. Please call 111 if there is an immediate threat to your safety. Defence Force assets are on their way to Hawke's Bay and active rescues are underway. That is from the Hawke's Bay Civil Defence Emergency Management Group. That has been updated at 4pm. If there is another update, uh, I will uh, read it out to you. So uh, the lack of communications around the likes of Hawke's Bay and Tarafati uh, are a significant factor in the National De- Declaration. Around 225,000 people are without power throughout the country. Energy Minister Megan Wood's latest estimates. Satellite access has been provided to dairies in Northland so they can continue to sell essentials as cell towers are taken out across North Island districts. And a Unison spokesperson this afternoon said the flooding issue at Transpower's Redcliffe substation at Tar- means the community should be prepared to be without power for days to weeks. Dr. Urush Spiegel is a senior lecturer at the School of Computer Science at Auckland University. Dr. Spiegel, welcome. Yeah, thank you. Uh, kia ora, uh, Koto. Um, Thanks for having me. Spidal, rather. And I'm just, um, this is a very important uh, topic here because we can see this uh, lack of connectivity is a huge issue uh, as we speak. I mean, this has added a real barrier of difficulty to an already terrible event, huh? Uh, Indeed, yes. Um, But it's also not surprising uh, given that. Um, you know, obviously, uh, a lot of the cell phone stations that uh, we're having around the countryside um, are, you know, pretty much, you know, thin on the ground in some of the areas anyway, uh, because we're largely talking about um, rural areas here, and a lot of the infrastructure that comes with cell phone stations is actually also ground level, so it's, it's uh, uh-huh. subject to flooding and that sort of thing. And of course, they need power, so that's the issue with power outages affecting them. I mean, most of them have a bit of backup power, uh, but that usually doesn't. Uh, last for a long time. So in terms of satellite communications, some are asking, uh, are they an effective backup for emergency situations, particularly during storms? Um, as long as you have power to op- operate them, yes, definitely. Um, I mean, I've actually been uh, taking our uh, laboratory uh, uh, reference Starlink uh, kit out. This is a new uh, satellite system that's uh, been operational since last year. And uh, I've been trying this out, and it actually worked quite well during the storm. Um, so um, uh, that sort of thing, you know, would be a good thing to have, for example, at uh, civil um, uh, defense emergency um, uh, you know, places or shelters, you know, or, um, you know, as you say, maybe a dairies or, um, you know, a, a local community centres, just in order to give people uh, at least a little bit of connectivity because that gives, you know, things like access to social media. And, of course, if you're needing to buy something like a dairies, it's the sort of thing that will keep your FPOS going. Yeah. Um, and, um, and that obviously helps. Ella? I, I just think... 
all of these situations are bringing to the fore how, as I spoke about earlier, how we plan and prepare. And this is a completely new mindset for many of our communities, many of our households. But, you know, that idea of working collaboratively, having a plan, putting together safety gear, this this is, I think, the new normal. So if this is a, a, a sort of a trial run for us, we are so fortunate that for most of us, we have this opportunity to work at coping with the new normal. And and I think, you know, I'm so grateful to all of those who are helping us to better prepare. Yeah. Uh, stay there, Ulrich. Uh, Mark? Yeah, look, the thing that strikes me, we live in this sort of communication age, and here we are with everything we've relied on. As soon as the power goes, we're, we're stuffed. I mean, what is the alternative? You, you talked, uh, Doctor, about, you know, looking at satellites. What about old things like CB radios, do those sort of networks still work or are we totally mm. reliant on the cell system? Oh, they most certainly still work, but uh, the thing is uh, there's a lot fewer people uh, using them and they don't really have a huge amount of capacity. It, it might work, uh, work in a rural area where you're having, uh, you know, line of sight uh, to the people that you're communicating with. But if you're trying to check in uh, with your whanau at the um, other end of the country, then obviously uh, this gives you a bit of a, a bit of a challenge there because they don't actually reach that far. So for that sort of thing, satellite communication has its uh, ups, but you actually do need power for this as well, and it's not something that you can easily pull out of a car uh, a socket. I mean, you know, a, a larger vehicle, a truck maybe, but um, you know, a car it's it's, it's really, really marginal. I mean, the unit that, we, that we've got here, for example, is classified as an RV unit, and um, uh, it's uh, uh, sucks between about 40, uh, sorry, about, 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 about 80 and 100 watts of power when it's operating. And uh, that's literally at the top of, uh, you know, what most uh, cigarette lighter uh, plugs would be able to deliver. But it actually uses mains power. So you'd have to right. generate mains power from a cigarette, a cigarette lighter p- a plug first, wow. and that would probably <laughs> overload it. So um, <laughs> it is actually quite challenging. Uh, but that said, uh, you know, in places that would normally have generators floating around, um, like, you know, as I said, civil defense emergency centers and this sort of stuff, um, they could set this sort of stuff up and they could actually make uh, this also available to the people that are coming in there because it just works like a Wi-Fi hotspot. No, very good to have you with us, uh, Dr. Spidel, uh, who's a senior lecturer at the School of Computer Science. Now, after the headlines and the uh, and the music we're playing, uh, we will have a full Hawke's Bay Civil Defence update for you, the very latest information uh, to you at hand. So stay with the panel for that. We have Ella Henry and Mark Sainsbury with us this afternoon.